For God. For country. For truth. For justice. For the Republic. You're listening to the Powder Monkey Podcast on PirateInfoWars.com. Episode 28 of the Powder Monkey Podcast, and uh, this episode is going to be titled A Day in D.C., and what a day it was. Um, It was the third time Trump supporters, supporters of law and order, people who only showed up to D.C. to defend the Constitution and to make sure that um, their voice was heard when, you know, the, the entire American population, uh, you know, that was behind this movement, you know, they, they wanted it to be known that it was never constitutional to begin with, and there was quite a, a lot of fraud that had come to the surface. And so uh, that was how the day started. That's what... Uh, that's what the American people showed up to hear the president un- unravel, um, and it it slowly turned into something else. Um, but uh, I wasn't there for this one. Uh, I did have a good friend on the ground, though. He uh, he uh, made it up there. Uh, Richard Small, uh, Richie, thanks for coming on, man. I, I really appreciate uh, first of all you traveling, uh, doing what you did, and now coming on. Uh, the podcast to uh, to just give all the listeners uh, your uh, your account of your eyes and ears and what you saw there. Well, you're very welcome, Sean. Uh, it was a great honor and a privilege to go up to D.C. Um, you know, I do support democracy. I am an honorably discharged veteran in, uh, from the CBs, uh, doing my patriotic and uh, veteran part to go up and just be part of uh, history. You know, like I said, it was a great honor, and uh, I thank God and my wife and everybody involved that let me make the trip to to be part of this uh, great event right now um let's uh i guess we'll we'll start with um the the why and you mentioned you support democracy and a lot of people say are saying that this is the death of democracy um well, well sean i'm a uh, constitutional conservative, you know, being a veteran, I took an oath to defend the Constitution uh, from enemies from foreign or domestic, and uh, I truly believe today that our Constitution is under attack and in fear danger of just being destroyed. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and Richie, that's, you know, that's one of the things that uh, I think has been at the back of everybody's mind is, you know, and, and honestly, it's been one of the big uh, thorns in everybody's side as far as, you know, or, or the wedge, not really a thorn in anybody's side, but the wedge that's dividing us is is that we're all, um, you know, some of us don't hold what the, what the Founding Fathers called, you know, unalienable rights, 
and and the things they said were you know they were truths and self-evident you know we're so far apart on on what our unalienable rights are when the contract has been for years the same thing you know you're exactly right that contract has stood the test of time and uh, people have come from all over the world to want to live here to live under this contract that's now being chipped away torn away burnt away through all these acts that's going on today mm-hmm. So let's start with um, let, let's start, I guess, with the the trip. I mean, uh, talk about um, you know talk about the sights, the sounds. Um, you know, I, I, one of the big thing for us um, because we kind of on, on the first trip when me and uh, my good friend Stephen Barrett took off to DC for the for the first uh, stop the steel rally. Um, you know, it, one of the first things were once you hit that beltway and once you're in D.C. and you see the monument and at the time the sun was starting to to crest, you know, and it was, uh, you know, day was breaking and uh, it was just a, it was a moment, you know, to see that and to be descending upon D.C. for that in a peaceful manner, which we did. But, um, you know, uh, talk about, I mean, what was what was your what was your moment when you came through and, and you saw the monument there? You saw the Washington Monument. Monument. You uh, you know you just hit D.C. and uh, it, it. I guess for for you at that point, did it get real? Did it get in your mind? Did you say, "All right, it, it's game time"? Well, uh, I'm going to back it up just a little bit there, Sean. I All right. Was, uh, the first time I came to D.C. was in eighth grade on an eighth grade trip. You know, my parents was fortunate enough to have enough money to help me to send me on this when I was in uh, middle school from Anstead Middle. Uh-huh. And, you know, we took the bus up there and we got to go visit all these sites, the monument, the uh, Capitol, the, uh, just everything that, you know. It was Smithsonian. Over Smithsonian mm-hmm. and uh, the Lincoln Memorial and all of that, you know, as a child, you know, and my father was in the military too. And as a child, I've, you know, been, Cuba after the missile crisis in first, second, and half the third grade, um, and we moved around a lot. I was actually born in San Diego, California, Naval Base, where my whole family is born here in Fed County. But um, and then I went to military, served in <coughs> Navy Seabees, and I was fortunate enough to go around uh, Puerto Rico, Philippines, Okinawa, uh, Alaska. I mean, I got to do some traveling too, and. Uh, that, that's part of it too. I've been to places where people don't understand how good we have it here, or we we've had it here. Let me put it that way. And but it was when I was driving up, there all these was flashing back to me everything that you know I I've done in my life to to support our country. You know, write the blank check to do what I had to do if I had to do it at that time. And you know, it came to pass when I when I stopped at the first gas station. When I was up in Maryland. Uh, I pulled in and got gas, and there was a big white Chevy truck there. You know, I was just driving my old, my old 03 Ford Focus, hoping it got me up there and back. Hey, wait, uh, it, it's an SVT Focus, though. Oh, yeah, it's it's a fast one. Okay, okay. Miles I'm still going to throw that out there, though. It's a fine automobile. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It, it'll go. Um, but, you know, there was a big Ford before the truck sitting there, and I looked at it on the back that had USMC. So I was getting gas, and I said, hey, Marine, you know, what are you doing? He goes, Marine, he looked at my hat, and I said, that, I had my old hat on, that's never forget. And um, he said, what branch was you in? And I said, CBs. He said, oh, my God, uh, well, I can't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. You, you, you can. There, we, we don't censor here. Go for it. <laughs> Didn't that feel better? Didn't that feel better? Yeah, it feels better to tell the truth. <laughs> and not, not sugarcoat it. Be try to, not to be politically correct. Yeah. To be honest and real. We're not going to be politically correct here. That's not going to happen. Great deal. Okay. And I said, yeah, I was a, I was a fucking CB, you know, damn Marine. And uh, we laughed and talked, and he asked me what I was doing. I told him I was going up to the rally. And he said, well, you know, I wish I could go, but... Know, he was like 75. He was an old Vietnam vet. And like I said, he said, I wish I could go, but I'm glad you're going. 
to make a stand. And of course, he said, watch my six. And I mean, we actually talked for about 10 or 15 minutes after we got gas. And that was my first great experience just being a veteran at my first stop. So that gave me a, a good feeling about what was, you know, about fate and going and doing this. Mm-hmm. And then I went up to the, this was in Friendsville, uh, Maryland. And then I stopped at the rest stop there and um, went to the bathroom because they wouldn't let me in their store there without a mask. And I don't, didn't have a mask, but that's a whole nother story. But um, so I went to the rest stop. And when I got out, when I was pulling in there, I seen a few different cars there. You know, they had, one had a Ar- uh, Wisconsin tag, one had a uh, Ohio tag, and one I think had a Illinois tag, and there was this black truck from, uh, it was actually Arkansas, which had flags out of the windows, you know, how they put, put the little American flags out the windows. So I went in there and went to the bathroom, come back out, and there was about 10 or 12 people, maybe 15 standing around talking, I walked up, and uh, uh, this one guy, <laughs> he was wearing a leather coat, blue jeans. He looks at me and says, well, there's a fucking patriot if I ever saw one. <laughs> and I said, I won't say a fucking patriot, but I'm just a damn uh, Seabees. I was in the Seabees. He goes, okay. And then there was a 70, an old Vietnam vet sitting there with his wife was in that big black truck with the American flags. And there was people from, I think, Ohio there. I mean, there, there was just people from everywhere that was coming to this. Uh-huh. And we just sat around and talked for about 10 minutes like we all knew each other. See, that's what people don't understand about real America, is that real Americans can walk up to each other and just act like they're their best friends for life. Uh-huh. You know, so I got in the car, went on down, and made it into Maryland, at, uh, into a buddy's place that evening. And then uh, two friends came out, uh, Jason and Chris, uh, they was coming in from Ohio, and we stayed in a hotel room that night there in uh, Frederick, Maryland. And then we drove in the next morning with Brett and his wife, Leslie. And uh, so when we driving in that morning, of course, it was dark. We left real early, and we was walking the path, you know, uh, to, to go to this. Because uh, we walked like 14 miles that yesterday, so yeah. it was pretty, pretty intense to do all the walking with the backpack and all that. But, uh, and, you know, knocking at 60 years old, it's, it's a little bit different, too. But um, my old body did make it. And uh, But when we walked around, and then you, we saw, I saw the monument in the dark, just sticking straight up, that's when it got surreal. You mm-hmm. know, that's when you go, that's when you get that first awe. But, right. So we got up there, and we walked and got to the monument, and we found us a place to stand. Now, as we was walking up, you know, we met people from the parking garage that was walking that way too. A lady from Texas, uh, she walked with us all the way to the to the walk-in, and we just all talked, and it was just like, you know, it's a family. And as we walked closer, you know, people got, you know, crowded more with us, and we was talking to everybody. And, and it was just, and when we got to the site where the, the monument was, there was bus tours pulling in, elderly people getting off, I mean, six, you know, 70, 80 years old people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they was getting off and there was vendors there selling, you know, Trump millibillia and everybody. It was just so, it was just so, I, it, it's hard to really put into words that, that when we was there, all the, you know, you want to say energy, you want to say this, but there was just a calm about it. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I, and I'm going to go out on a limb here. I, I would say the demographic didn't change, but it was all races, all walks of life, all creeds. Uh, may, maybe even like I said, I, my my experience there, there were people from Egypt following me down the street. I had, you know, I got that, and then fortunately got that on video. A guy, you know, thanking President Trump, you know, for for what the actions he had taken to, you know, to, to sort of, uh, you know, stabilize his country. And uh, so, you know, the the thing is, you know, uh, like you were saying, it's it's a uh, just a, a a party atmosphere almost. Everybody, yeah. it's not. Yeah. You don't have to watch your six. At this point, nobody had to, they, we wasn't looking behind us. We was all just looking around. Yeah. We was just looking at everybody and talking. And like I said, when we got up into the field, you know, there was 
uh, there was like a, an Asian lady. I, I, I should have talked to her, but she obviously had a personality there in D.C. because there was a lot of people walking up to her and getting mm-hmm. her picture taken with her. She looked like, you know, like I said, I don't know how, you know, I've, I've been in, I was stationed in the Orient, but I want to, I want to say she was almost uh, Filipino uh, and the, the people, because when they talked, I could almost understand the, their language, mm-hmm. but they were fat. And, you know, there was, uh, I mean, you could just tell that all nationalities was there. There was Chinese people walking around giving yeah. out pamphlets to top the to stop the from from the Epic Times, I'll I'll bet money it was the Epic Times uh, because they actually have active campaigns like that. But yeah, those people really impressed me. I've seen them doing that several times. But go ahead, talk about that. And uh, the, there was preachers there, obviously known preachers that everybody was getting their pictures taken with. I mean, it was just and you know there was old veterans there in wheelchairs. The there was kids playing with red, white, and blue balloon balls. Yep. Uh, family atmosphere family just all ages all races you know it was black white red yellow it was everybody mm-hmm. and then you know we were sitting there because we was kind of up on the hill so we got to see him come in from both sides and this the, the as the last picture i put on my facebook post it was uh i mean not the last one but it was just showed the whole field and everything loaded up i mean and then of course all the energy when the speaker started talking and then, uh, as President Trump talked, and he was telling us, you know, about what he felt and what a lot of us feel, how the election was taken from us. Can I stop you there for a second? I, I, right ahead, I have Tom. a question. Um, what was your um, what was your take on the president's demeanor at that point when he started talking? Did you were you able to to hear enough and see enough well enough to? to kind of get a feel for what the president was, uh, you know, conveying physically. I mean, how, how did... We, we saw him on the big screen, and, of course, we was getting the echo uh, talk. Mm-hmm. We, it came through, and it went, and the thing of it is, everybody's yelling and screaming, but when the president talked, you could hear a pin drop. Yeah, the Jumbotron. Everybody loves the Jumbotron. <laughs> and, and he would talk, and he would say something, and, you know, and what he spoke about... And it was good we would yell and scream and and he said he was just you know tired of the bullshit of what's going on yep <laughs> and uh and he was talking about you know just how the the election went and and how you know with you know all the evidence that's been shown to me that i went out and looked for mm-hmm. that and nobody it just seems like nobody wanted to look at the evidence it's like the fix was in from both sides. No, no, it was a, it was a, it was a clear, it was a clear well-fought election, Richie. There was no, you, Facebook it has uh, has fact-checked that. There was no uh, any type of wrongdoing anywhere. Oh well, okay. I just don't understand about the guy putting cardboard over the windows so people couldn't look in and see what was going on. I don't understand how <laughs> standing twenty feet back behind. A counter with two people standing beside the counter, which you can't see, and uh, you know the people that's not allowed to go. 150 uh, vote uh, vote tallyers are not allowed to go into a building in Philadelphia because the 300 seats was already taken up by all Democrats. You know, my favorite, my favorite is the one where more ballots got returned than actually went out. Oh, of course. <laughs> that's that's my favorite. But that. <laughs> Boxes of the video, uh, the boxes of the ballots being pulled out after they ran them out because of a, a urinal leak or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, a pipe burst. Yeah, yeah. At oh, the pipe. same time, at the same time, all the other, uh, you know, uh, contested areas uh, shut down. Um, and you know, the, and when did that ever happen in America? Do you ever recall a time? You said you're pushing sixty. Do you ever recall a time where they shut the 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 count down and? You know, I, I mean, I know that Gore... And, and, then re- and then restarted it after everybody was gone. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. We Here's the thing. I, yes, Gore and, and Bush went on for a long time, but, you know, it wasn't widespread like this. It wasn't, hey, they shut the damn election down, uh, you know, and, and just decided they were tired and they were going to go home and sleep and come back the next day and, oh, we'll finish up then. Yeah, you know, you go... You, you know, we was me and my wife was watching it that night, and at eleven o'clock, 
it, we was want, we had won it. Trump had won. He was our president. You wake up the next morning and he had lost by hundreds of thousands of votes. Yep, yep, and that, and. And again, maybe maybe we're at this point we're um, you know digressing uh, with that. Um, you know who knows who knows where that will ever go. But uh, you know, getting back to getting, let's get back to DC. Uh, let's get okay. back there because you, okay, yeah, we got off track there. So there. so we're you're there. The president has just said that that and we and we and he told us you know about all the irregularities and everything on the voting, and then he said. Well, if you want to, go ahead and walk on down to the Capitol and meet down there and have some, you know, just go down there and meet. And uh, his, like I said, his demeanor was never changed. He's always been Trump. Right. No, he doesn't. He doesn't change. That's, the, you know, I, I've sold a lot in my time. And the, the, the always, the art of the deal is never let him see you sweat and always be in control. And that's what he was. And we went down there, and everybody walked down there, and then it was way crowded down there. And, you know, there's a, where we was at was uh, from the monument straight down. We wasn't on the other side. Mm -hmm. And that's where the breach was, I understand, was from the other side where, you know, people had been there way before, you know, we even started walking down there, which makes me kind of curious anyway. But, uh, you know, and then they had the... the, the uh, scaffolding built up for the inauguration on the 20th. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here going, now why would they have scaffolding built up three weeks before the inauguration? Or, you know, two weeks. I mean, it only uh, takes a day to build scaffolding. Espe yeah, especially when Biden said he was going to do his virtually anyway. So, exactly. yeah. This is what so. every anomalies are starting to come in now mm -hmm. that it just doesn't start making too much sense. So, and that gave them the scaffolding to, you know, have the walk boards do everything they did to breach the, the capital. So now let's stop there for a second, because um, I had sent you some. I was trying to send you intel as you were traveling up and as you were there. I was trying to give you some eyes and ears that you may. I don't know what you had. And uh, a few things I, I, I'd like to talk about. I'd like you to address maybe what the reception was like if you were if you were able to get in and out with so many people as far as uh, you know c communications, videos, things like that. As as uh, as uh, we got there around eleven o'clock after you know when Trump was getting ready to speak, like I said, from nine o'clock on, it was hard to get a picture out. Uh, video videos was chance because I tried to send my wife one and like I said when that didn't happen I was just and then like I said it just the communications kind of just stalled a mm -hmm. little bit right well a lot I think and I'm with AT&T so you know you'd think AT&T's on top of it their building's right there right well you would think yeah but uh, as, now the, as we got down there you know like I said it was everybody was there a vendor was setting up uh, his hot dog stand you know and there was a there wasn't very many vendors there. They didn't let many vendors come in to feed these people. You know, there was there was a you know, I don't know what the exact what they want to call the exact count was, but there was a crap load of people. Well, and that's let, let me stop you there for a second too, because that's something else. Uh, you know, you had mentioned that there were porta potties, but there weren't nearly enough. Uh, you had you know, we had talked uh, before about you know how how you know there were very few accommodations for a crowd of that size and that it was not, not near we had more accommodations down at rivers for a concert than they did for this oh yeah yeah i gotcha i gotcha and and that's you know that's that's sad um you know because they knew what was coming uh but yeah um but i'd sent you some intel as well about uh antifa being yeah, the, escorted the police, in the buses and yeah bringing the buses in um yes and all all that and like i said antifa in this crowd of people i, I would like to just give you my personal opinion on yeah this. well that's you what can, i want that's can, what i want you could definitely tell the difference between a trump supporter and an antifa member they dress different they walk different they hold yourself their posture different i mean you know, they wear the black, they wear the olive, they wear, you know, black shoes, 
you know, I've even seen them walking around with their backpacks with their helmets snapped to them. Mm-hmm. Right. They're olive and they're black helmets. And, you know, nobody there, Trump supporters are wearing helmets. They're, they don't have this. Everybody was wearing red, white, and blue, or, you know, blue jeans and not all black and not green and black. And, I mean, it's just, and you could spot them. And they was walking through the crowd. I put, I posted up a picture of, uh, and a lady looked at it and says, well, what's the deal with the umbrella? Because it said, fuck Antifa on it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, ma'am, if you look at it, the, the, the guy's wearing green, olive green uh, pants, uh, or a black shirt with a black umbrella. Now, we all know Antifa uses umbrellas to keep pepper spray off of this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And this guy was actually, you know, you could tell the way he was, his demeanor was, he was walking around with that just to be able to show the negativity of what, you know, the Trump supporters were doing. Right. That was, you know, they wasn't even on our minds at that point. We was there for Trump. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just, like I said, when we was down in front of the Capitol, you could see them walking around. They was... You know, they was doing this, they was doing that. And then we heard there was a breach. Right. Because then people started, you know, on the front, you could see the people going to the second level up there. <coughs> Excuse me. And then you could see, like, I think there was fire extinguishers going off and uh, uh, paint bombs, you know, the, the colored paint and all this. And they said there was uh, percussion grenades and this, that, and the other. You could hear stuff going on. And I'm sitting here going, wait a second, this this can't be happening. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, we wasn't close enough or on the other side where they actually breached. And then you hear the stories of, oh, well, they was actually letting people in mm-hmm. to watch the, you know, they checked them, made sure they didn't have no weapons, and let them in to see, you know, what was <laughs> going on in the Capitol, all the voting and everything. And then they heard the breach started. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here going, well, I don't, you know, being former military, I'm just saying, to me, that doesn't seem like somebody did their job. Mm-hmm. Now, did... With, with, a, with that many type, that many people, either they was under understaffed or they was planned to be understaffed. Right. I mean... And I, I mean, if, in an... In an embassy situation, if somebody breaches the embassy, what do you do? And this is just for the ambassador and his family and the people there. You fight. You take them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these people was breaching to go in to get all the politicians in the Capitol building, and and I am so sorry for that lady that lost her life. Right. From that gunshot. But there should have been, in my opinion, now. I'll probably get a bunch of hate over this. In that situation, there should have been a lot more people taken out. That should have never happened. They um now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this woman for a minute. Uh she is a uh San Diego native uh resident or was. Um Ashley Babbitt, fourteen year veteran, four tours of uh duty. Um, with the Air Force. She was a high-level security officer. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, you, you just, you talked about being in the military just now and the protocol and, and everything like that. And that's a tough choice for the people that have, you know, sworn to defend the Capitol. That's their job. Um, you know, I, I, I get that. Um, but this woman obviously knew you know I mean I, I don't understand how having how being a high level security officer how she couldn't know <laughs> that you know what was I, I mean I don't think anybody did, I don't know if you saw the video I mean I've seen the video of the I the, saw the video where the, the, the guy shot her through the glass okay now did, well did you see did you see him at, did you see the video of her falling backwards or did you see the video of him uh, from from sort of like left of the the video that's going just where she gets shot and then she's pulled back you can actually see the guy on the other side of the glass I tried to shoot her 
tried to stop frame on that, but I really couldn't tell. It was kind of blurred with what the video that I got, but I showed uh, showed her going down, them laying her down on the ground and calling for medic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, that was the that was the uh, you know the the first one that came out. Then there was some other footage of the left. You could you could see the the, the you know the the security officer there shoot her. Um, but you know, I mean, those people those people that were in the Capitol, um, you know, I my opinion and it's always been this is that you know where the president leads america should follow america should follow his direction that's always been my that's always been my uh you know i support the president so you know with that her being in there um all those people being in there you know i i respect i understand the um you know the the zeal, but I think it was the. There's a frustration. There's well, but all but they're flying. Yeah, but at the same time, that those actions that wasn't. I mean, if you're going to do something like that, you don't go and just hang out and sit in Nancy Pelosi's office with your feet up on the desk. You, you plan to stay, and you play to stay, and that you know those people right there. Um, you know that that was the wrong thing, I, I believe personally, and I may catch hell from it too. It, it, it was staged. Well, I, yeah, I, I don't think I'll that this. That in the, my opinion, it was staged because nobody should have. They might have broke in and went in, and, and this all happened, but not one of them should have walked out. Well, they yeah, all been taken to jail. Well, I just don't understand how it was. And again, this is the problem I'm having, Richie. Is how to? And I posted a, you know, reposted a a, a tweet or a, a post of, you know, how do a bunch of hippies with beards take the, you know, one of the most secure buildings in America? You know how how does it with with for our security with with beards and flags and and eighty year old women walking around. You know the. I mean, I, I, I supposedly, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard reports that they're starting to arrest people. Um, you know, at airports and things like that. The people that were inside, they're using biometric sensors to, uh, you know, to kind of to kind of track these people and and find them, and and that there's going to be arrests and everything like that. You know, I mean. <laughs> but Sean, you know as well as I do, they've arrested so many people, but they've got funds to bail them out. But they're not—they're not, not going to bail—they're not going to bail Trump supporters out, though. This isn't the <laughs> oh, same. No, no, no. This isn't the same. They're, they're, like this isn't a mostly peaceful protest we're talking about now, Richie. We're—we're we're talking about domestic terrorism. Don't don't yes. don't get it twisted. <laughs> oh no no, I'm just sitting there saying the ones who did this, the 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 ones that we know we're talking about yeah we'll get off the ones who just says wow i'll go and play and do this and just follow their lead will be the ones that will pay the price well you know and i was being facetious there a little bit um you know because you, you know all summer cities burned and that that was mostly peaceful um you know churches there in dc were were damaged and defaced yeah, they don't they 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 seem to forget what happened this last summer yeah so so you know i mean i i support everybody that was there and i support everybody that was peaceful but there's there's i was one of them that was the whole thing it was all peaceful yeah until that 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 crew it there's pictures of them scaling the wall how the fuck how the fuck there's nobody sitting there wearing red white and blue these are people that are the, you know, they're wearing specific guards. Supposedly, the most powerful nation in the world, okay, and a guy in a buffalo hat without a shirt on takes it, takes the yeah. capital. How does that happen? How does? Ha- well, oh, I thought that was a buffalo helmet, a buffalo well, he, ha- helmet, or something. I've been, there's been people put a lot of posts up about him, and he's been seeing a BLM stuff and, and Q uh, and and blah, yeah. He's yeah. supposedly they call him the Viking. Right. Well, I mean, here's the thing, man. I mean, I, 
when the first time we were up there, um, when Steve and I finally got our gear and and we were you know we were we stopped to get uh, something to eat and some coffee. Uh, we stopped at uh, right across from Ford's Theater. There's a, a little uh, a place called Lincoln's Waffle Shop, and uh, it was full of nothing, man. But but uh, DC police when we were there full i mean just full of them everybody was was eating i guess before the before their shift everybody was in they were getting coffee they were getting sandwiches whatever right and they were just the coolest people because you know um i, I was sitting there without a mask and you know and the, you said you know with all this crap going on you i'm thinking well i'm getting ready to walk into a a, a coffee shop full of cops you know, here it goes. Nobody said, hey, put a damn mask on. A lot of them weren't wearing masks. And I, I could even hear some conversation talking about, you know, you know, fuck their masks and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the thing, though, is, you know, th- they were all cool people. Uh, everybody was thanking them for, for their service, thanking them for what they did. You know, they were they were just it, it was a, it was, a, you know, they, there was no I didn't rec- I didn't see any confrontation there. There was no bad vibes. <laughs> Correct. So, you know, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden, it, it goes from, you know, two peaceful protests to, uh, I mean, siege on the Capitol. And yeah, that's the thing. It's like it was peaceful all the way up until the last part. Until they decided that the bad element, which was not the Trump supporters, decided to go do this. Right. And then, as we was actually, we're, as you know, we, we was leaving. You know, we got to the the uh, Lincoln Memorial, and we was walking towards that one uh, Liberty Bridge. Uh, and uh, you know, when we walked across the bridge, there had to be twenty five to thirty Arlington cities coming across that bridge with their lights on, going eighty miles an hour. I mean, you know, and. I was just sitting there going, my gosh, what is going on? Right. And then you get the rest of the story. You see all the pictures. They, they're in the down there in the, the, you know, where they have the session. They was in the main room, like you said. It was in the office. They was taking pictures. It was a photo. Oh, they had the congressmen down on their stomachs and and cowering in fear on the floor. And I, I mean, it, it just was a really really sad day for America all the way around. I don't understand. Um, These are our politicians, whether you like them or not, left or right, independent, whatever. These people should have never made it to the floor. These people should have never made it through the doors. mm -hmm. But they did. But they did. And then, of course, now our Trump's last uh, Know, peaceful protest, or not, and as peaceful, you know, stop the steel protest. The walk one, safely walk, has now got the worst day in American history attached to it. Yeah, true story. So you know, I mean, so I, I mean, overall, there's videos coming out. I think five people died. You said you witnessed a heart attack. You were near... We witnessed a heart attack when we was walking back towards the monument, almost at the monument. There was people giving CPR to somebody, and the ambulance got there. Was this an older person? Can you describe... Uh, well, we couldn't tell. We, could, we, was, we was in the middle, and that they was over near the road. Okay. We didn't walk over and gawk at them. I, I, was, I, I stopped for a minute, put my knee, my knee on the uh, 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 a bench there, and gave, a, gave whoever it was a prayer. I said, pray, you know, these people make it through. And then I heard of all the other heart attacks. you got to remember, it was, the temperature was dropping. And there was a couple right beside of us. They had to be in their 70s. Right. Oh, yeah. They was, they, people was freezing. I mean, it was really cold. I was dressed pretty warm, and I was still cold. And there was people sitting there just shaking. And because this is what they was doing and to I, help, you know, the last shred of democracy well, we have left. Well, they're, they're what's referred to as the Winter Patriot, the Winter Soldier, um, you know. But uh, and, but I'm just going to point this out again. Millions of people expected. They knew it was coming. And these people show up. The mayor orders all of the accommodations, pretty much. All of the re- restaurants, all of the, um, 
you know, uh, uh, no no facilities. Um, you know, you said that it was pretty much uh, wherever you could find a spot. Um, you know, but uh, I mean, like a third world country. It was, I and mean, there was, you know, the when they the friends went to the bathroom, they didn't make it back for forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But actually, no, they waited, I'm sorry, it was like an hour and 15, they waited in line for 45 minutes just to take a leak. Right, right. Now, the women's, you know, the uh, Chris, uh, Leslie, she could walk right in and walk, you know, she said she got down there and got back, boom. But Chris had to go, and he said he waited in line for 45 minutes just to, to go to the bathroom. Insane. That's how the party parties they had, they didn't have enough at all. Right. But, yeah, f- five people overall passed away. Um, you know, I... I, I feel bad for this for this Bobbit lady. Um, I think her life was ended way too soon. Um, I don't know what she was told. I don't know what she expected going in there. But you know, her mindset had not to be right. Well, being a vet, I mean, being a military girl, woman, she knows what she was doing. Yeah, unless, I mean, unless they was told nothing will happen. If well, y'all do this, nothing will happen to you. Right. I, I just don't but see... nothing does happen to them. It's always the, the civilian. It's always the elderly. It's always the family group that, that gets attacked and everything happens to them. Or they get kicked in the head till they're dead in the streets. Right. You know, this is where it's going to... This is where it's escalated to that one side can do whatever they want without any any consequence... A repercussion, and the other side, you step out of line, and you're 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 going to jail. And I want to say this on the way on the walk back, we walked all the way back. We came back into the city where uh, we was parked. Mm-hmm. Now on this bike trail, right before we got to the main road where the hotels was, a lady drove by on her bicycle, and she looked at us as she went by. She said, "You fucking terrorist." And kept riding. I was like, "What? I'm a terrorist." And then we got up to the streets, and some young kid, probably he looked 25, driving a Tesla, pulls up, rolls his window down, undoes his coat, puts his hand in his coat, and says, "What the fuck do you people not understand? Y'all lost the election. Get the fuck over it. Do you not know what it means to lose?" Hmm. And I, I just said, fuck you, and walked away. Because I know if I had stayed there much longer, it was going to get ugly. And then they, the other, you know, Chris and uh, Jason, Brett, and Leslie stayed and was talking to him, just trying to, you know, talk our side of it. And they, now this is just what they said after the fact. The police officer had stopped and told them to keep walking, which we, they was walking. And this guy was backing back up the street, yelling and screaming, and they stopped again, and the police officer said, y'all need to keep walking. So said, well, tell him to keep fucking back, quit fucking backing up. Right. And then he took off, and the officer got back in his car, and then they came around. They told me what happened. I was like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. This right. was just our walk back out. I mean, I'm just like, you know. Well, it's a dangerous precedent, and you know it's it's not really a precedent. It's been going on for quite a while now, and it's gone on. It didn't start in this administration. I guarantee you that. No, no, but it it was you know it, it was it was ramped up to ridiculous proportions. We we oh, have well, just I mean, we have I'll be seen honest, the last administration under Obama. There was Black Lives Matter walking down the streets. What do we want? Dead cops. When do we want them? Right now. Was anything said? No. Oh yeah, it's it's the no borders, no wall, no USA at all crowd. And guess what, Richie? We're pretty damn close for, for, to them getting their wish. And guess what? You know what? That's going to be a godsend because when these people do, if Trump, if something doesn't happen, and you know, in just what uh, uh, thirteen days, um, he ends up, you know. Uh, leaving and uh, you know all this they are going to get everything that they deserve everybody they are going to know and the democratic party are going to be our best convincers 
We're not going to need to convince people at the end of this. Everybody's going to see. They'll own nothing. That they'll own no property. They'll be serfs at that point. And they'll come after your weapons. They'll come after your freedom. They'll come after your freedom of speech. Oh, it's coming. Your money. Yeah, it's coming. They've already they've already said, and especially since my God, Richie, just think about it. If if just a, a couple million uh, Americans showed up and just a couple thousand of them took the damn capital with poles, what would a bunch of Americans with 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 firearms do? Oh, uh, you mean the ninety-two million veterans out there? So you know, I mean, <laughs> my God, that's a national health crisis, isn't it? Well, the we, thing <laughs> is, they're not. They think that they're untouchable because of the tolerable right has put up with this shit for too, so long. Well, I mean, and it's... They're, they're about ready to find out something different. But the problem of it is, it's just like, you know, you know, we combat our liberal friends on a daily basis anymore. And it's just like they don't realize. And I told them, I said, the day comes when you start bitching about a $5 gallon of gas or a $4 gallon of gas, I'm going to punch you in your fucking mouth. Well, if you bitch about a $6 gallon of, of milk, I'm going to punch you in your fucking mouth. It's not going to matter how much it costs, Richie, because guess, what's, guess what? It's the Empire Strikes Back on the war on coal. I don't know if they understand that. I don't know. I mean, you sold cars. You you oh, well, you went through a hard ha, time, bro. How, how many okay yeah how many how many women did you talk to whose uh, whose uh, husbands had been laid off in the coal mines and they were trying to go from a uh, from a Chevy Tahoe to a uh, Chevy Cruze? <laughs> I hey, mean, hey, how many I'm, of those did you talk to? Hey, where was the coal mines out in, in Raleigh County down Route Three, right? Right. I worked at Glenn Daniels uh, pre-owned lot down there in Glenn Daniels, right on Route Three. And I had a lot of coal miners coming in, begging me to help them. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing I could do. And then a lot of tumbleweeds. And a friend of mine is a, a, the president of the bank. And he was sitting there going, man, you can't, I cannot believe I've got to do He was repossessing four-wheelers, boats, campers, houses, whatever. Because they, you know, it, it's just funny that people don't realize, you know, back in the day, under the last administration, the Obama administration, that uh, you know, you used to get a year's unemployment with an extensions, of course. And when the coal mines were shut down, right before that, it was just material, material, um, mystically that Obama had cut uh, unemployment benefits from a year to six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and so in six months, you know, the coal mines didn't open up. So everybody lost everything, and the ones who could who could make it was the ones who was you know very good with their money. But I seen so much distress. I worked for Toys for Tots that winter, and I seen so many coal miners come in there, and this hits me hard. They was coming in there, and one guy in in particular, he walked in. He had four kids from the ages I think it was like three to eight. I mean, and he his head was low. And you could just see it on him. Yep. He's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. He says, I lost my job in the mines, and I don't want to, you know, this is not who I am, and this is bullshit. And I'm like, dude, you don't worry about it. And, you know, we were supposed to only give like three or four presents per, per kid, three presents. Mm-hmm. That guy, I loaded up four bags. I mean, it was just tough. And then they came over to me and said, Richie, and I looked at him, and they said, well, we're not going to tell you you can't do it. And, I mean, I, I did that for a lot of families that year. Right. And you know, that's what these people don't so, – but the problem is, I think, is most of the liberals are already got a check count. Oh, yeah. They're the ones who don't want to work. These are the ones that are sitting back on their asses and hoping, oh, some someday you know, somebody will go to work and help pay for my shit. Well, this is universal basic income. These are the people who who are proponents of the universal basic income. They're the people who are fine with with the you know the great reset, where all of their personal property is gone. They own nothing. They pay for nothing, uh, or no, they own nothing. The government sends them a small stipend to to live upon the universal basic income, and they just rent what they want. But do you ever? Then they get their food stamps, and they get their free medical, and they do this. 
But what they don't understand is someday the fucking cookie jar is going to be empty and they ain't going to be able to reach in and grab uh, money to pay for this shit. Yeah, uh, well, you know. Then they're going to be like, oh, we got to thin the herd. But, you know, we can't do it the way... Uh, Dude, they're already doing that. I mean, well, the, they're already doing the day, that. Back in the day, they just put a bullet in the back of their head. Well, they're not they're not going to waste money on bullets. Yeah. Well, no, they've got they've got uh, shots now. So, uh, yeah, that's but, uh, yeah, that's, that's a whole nother, uh, episode right there. But, uh, well, dude, I mean, uh, you know, like I said, it, it, uh, I support the spirit that was there. I support the 95% of the peaceful protests that happened that day. Um, I support, uh, every one of those people in that building trembling because of the wrath of the American people on the outside of that building, peacefully oh, yeah. protesting. I hope, I hope they shit themselves and then politicians pissed all over themselves and really didn't know what was going on. Well, you know what, and and that's the thing. I mean, it's uh, they, uh, the Democrat. I, the, I mean, I I don't understand how Joe Manchin is is still a uh, you know a politician in West Virginia. We're red, but you know somehow he pulls it through every time. But you know he's calling for he's calling for uh, censoring of the president. The president of the United States has now been censored on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram for the remainder of of his That's time and probably step. his life. First first steps to communism is censorship. Well, listen, man. Free voice. I, I'm going to tell you, and I don't care who's listening. I don't care who because because you know. There is another election coming around in just a few short months. It's it'll start gearing up, and you know those midterms will be here before you know it. And well, and we I need. Stop you right there, Sean. The the integrity of the the vote, in my opinion, is gone. Oh yeah, yeah. I I mean I understand I mean, that. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. The, it's done. Well, they, they they've set out to do what they wanted to do. Well, it's only done when when the when the people see it and don't do anything about it. Evil triumphs when good men fail to act. But the thing is, is you can't act and then go in there and if you're gonna do it, commit to the damn thing. You know, and I'm yeah. not I'm not I'm not saying anybody go back and and try to take over the capital or anything. But what I'm saying is. I mean, it's not a show up and leave 45 minutes or three hours later or however long they were there. You know? Um, They're going to seize the place, seize it for days. Well, I mean, seize it seize it for for the new republic. But, you know, <laughs> or or the, the restored republic. Let me put it that way. But, um, but you know, again, that's that's not the point. That's what, not what anybody was there for. Um, you know, but uh, we're here. We're where we are, um, you know, and and the vast, vast, vast majority of everybody there are patriots, and they are true Winter Soldiers. I, I want to thank you for being there. I want to thank the other people that you were there with, and, uh, you know, everybody who, who gave a damn and showed up for any one of these. But, uh, you know, my, my heart goes out to, the to um, you know, Miss, Miss Babbitt, um, you know, and her family. Condolences for their family and their loss. It was unnecessary and not needed. For yeah, this. yeah. It was. It was absolutely unnecessary. We, you know, we had so much momentum. The president had so much momentum, and um, you know, but well, uh, it, the, the, as we say, the deep state goes deeper than we'll ever know. Oh and yeah. The fake news media is always going to be fake. They're never going to be fair. I mean. It's just—it's—it's it's every component that Orwell put in into place. It's uh, everything Huxley talked about, and um, th- that wasn't by mistake. You know, they were just leaking the—we're we're seeing the fruits of of what this—you know—this this deep state, this technocracy has salivated over for years, and and it's a shame to to see that um, that the vast majority of us are still. Too stupid to see it. Well, it's not that we're, like this. I, I, I always say we're tolerant. We put up with it. We'll, 
you know, because we want it to be right. We don't want to force it to be right. We just want it to be right. It, and it was just like on the ride back when we was going, coming back to get cars to come home. Mm-hmm. You know, we was listening to talk radio. The D.C. mayor was on there talking about the travesty. And it was the worst day in D.C. history. And this should have never happened. And, and the people in, you know, involved, uh, the Trump supporters doing this, it, was, it wasn't nobody else. It was us. I mean, and then the, the, the police chief got on one and said his bullshit crap. I mean, it was just, I was sitting there going, you know, I was there. I saw it. I seen it. I, now, what happened on the inside, I wasn't there. They didn't breach from the side I was on. They, this, like I said, this was, in my opinion, was staged and fucking bullshit. I, 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 I trust your, uh, I trust your observation, man. And uh, I think as time goes on, uh, through through alternative media, I, we're never going to see the truth. Um, from from the controlled mockingbird media it's not going to happen um you know but uh if uh you know like i said it's uh it's going to be a wake-up call for everybody because those who are wicked are going to become even more wicked and uh those who aren't are uh you know they're uh, i believe that uh that god's got a way of seeing them through and uh I the believe Lord that. The archangels, and you know, every soldier has to do bad things without regret or remorse. Sometimes. Well, uh, let's just uh, you know, like I said, let's uh, prepare for war, but pray for peace. I think that that's where I've always been. You know, that's why you know, even my mother told me she says sometimes I wish you wouldn't have went in the military to be who you are today. I got you, man. Well, Rich, anything uh, anything you want to close with? Anything you want to say? Well, like I said, I, I want to thank everybody who came up there and was peaceful. And uh, I, I hope this interview, uh, this talk, let you know that what really happened, that there was love and peace and trying to get along with everybody. And it, it was not what they're portraying on the fake news networks and if you're going to believe the fucking garbage they put in your heads, then you're going to be heads full of shit. That's all I got to say. That's it, man. Well, you're a patriot. You're a winter soldier. And uh, thanks for what you've done, man. I, I really appreciate, uh, you know, like I said, I appreciate what you've done, Richie. And uh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show and uh, being there, being our eyes and ears on the ground for this for this one, man. Really well, Sean, pre- I want to thank you for having me on your show. Hopefully... Uh, word gets out that it was what it was and not what they wanted to be oh you're you're gonna be famous now i'm 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 really huge in like pax west virginia um so it's gonna you're gonna be famous dude so get ready for that i just want you to know but uh <laughs> <laughs> well my wife's already the famous one i don't need to be <laughs> well well you know the powder monkey podcast it just just the fame and fortune just follows somehow i don't know <laughs> but but I, you know, I want to thank God for getting me up there back and safe forth. Hey, amen to that. Taking care of everybody who did, you know, and I, I want to pray for the families and send out my condolences for everything, everybody who got hurt or, you know, who passed away in that that day. I yeah. mean, that's the sad part of it all. And that's it. Let's just pray it stops there. Let's just yeah. let's just pray that those are the only American lives that that are going to slip from from this. But. All right, uh, bro. Thanks for thanks for your time, man. And uh, we'll do this again uh, anytime you want, man. I, I I really appreciate you coming on. All right. You take care, Sean. God bless you and the family. You too, sir. Thanks. God bless America. For justice, for the republic. 
You're listening to the Powder Monkey Podcast on PirateInfoWars.com.